There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's uh, Bed and Cross America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Your other host, James Salinas, is hosting out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, James, it was bound to happen, and it happened. Uh, Major League Baseball. Hector Santiago becomes first pitcher to get ejected for a foreign substance violation. Pretty much sticky substance uh, there on his glove, uh, by the way. So uh, the umpires ran him. Uh, your thoughts? Alleged sticky stuff on his glove. He said it okay. was sweat and rosin. Right. Uh, he must be sweating, taking his hand outside and rubbing his hand on the, on the glove to get it because it's so sweaty. And I know it's humid out in Chicago. But, uh, okay, well, I guess, you know, it's it's – you're never guilty till you're fully convicted. So we'll wait to to see if he's actually convicted on this, or if they actually come back and and inspect it and go through whatever. However, the inspection process. How are they going to run tests? I think they the put it in a um, in a, a forensic bag or something, James. <laughs> At least that's what it looked like out there uh, on the, in in the game. Yeah, well, and and you know it was bound to happen at some point. And right. now you're talking about a, 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 a an older player, reliever, still trying to stick around in the game and still trying to to show that he can get guys out and and stay on a major league baseball roster. And is this it, this is the first time we'll see what the tests come back and if he's actually going to be the first one that gets suspended? Now the suspension is ten days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
does With that seem like too, right? a very uh, does, does that seem like such a big deterrent? In ten days, it's a hundred and sixty-two <laughs> game schedule. Yeah, you're you're going to be fine, or you're you know you're not going to be. It'll be ten days without pay. I'm assuming it's without pay, or are they getting paid for? I it? don't know. If it, it's, I would think it's got to be without pay. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, then okay, well, cool. I get a ten-day vacation. Sweet. Where can I roll? So I think here for for them, it's probably going to be it cost them some money here. So depending on where you're making, although in this day and age, even the league minimum is pretty pricey. So. Mm-hmm. Tennessee relevant. I mean, you ain't trying. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. I think that's still the old adage. It's more so when is a big name going to get pinched for this? When are they going to get popped and busted for it? Because they're showing this. Uh, I mean, it's happening to every so many pitchers now, whether they're yeah. walking off the mound or even being caught. You know, they're asking like Scherzer. They're asking him during the game on the mound where he's starting to disrobe and go through his hair. Those kind of things. It's just to me, the whole thing is a bad look for baseball. This should have been something that was addressed and handled before the season started and made real clear and started right there for week one of the season as opposed to I mean we're halfway through the season now to me it's just it's it wasn't handled very well by Major League Baseball and now where we what are we going to see going forward with certain pitchers are they going to start putting their are they going to start taking some of this off we've seen certain pitchers here I know Garrett Cole got checked yesterday on his way off the mound but uh, I don't see a reason to check him yesterday he had nothing on his stuff Boston just lit him up so we're seeing a number <laughs> of pitchers, Pritch, that uh, how they started the season, you know, the first six, seven weeks of the season, these la- this last month or so since the word came out, uh, not quite the same pitchers and some top caliber pitchers not pitching nearly as well as they did early in the season. Yeah, James, I could only imagine what kind of substances are in the dugout, though. Uh, some of them are bound to be sticky, I'm sure, right? It doesn't matter if it's rosin or whatever. There's something in the dugout that's going to be sticky. So I don't know. Uh, you're right. Uh, who else is going to get tagged uh, uh, in this situation? How about Jose Abreu? Uh, now day-to-day, he got hit by a 96-mile-per-hour fastball. Well. Yeah, I mean, the Indians are just trying to piece things together right now. Now that Right now, their top three starters are all on the injured yeah. list. Biggest concern Shane Bieber on the end list with shoulder strain. You know, please has got a thumb, I believe it is. And uh, so th- some injuries that they'll come back from. My concern here is Shane Bieber. Anytime you're talking about a pitch of the caliber of Shane Bieber, Cy Young candidate every each and every year for sure, uh, and top pitcher in the rotation for the for the Indians. But when you're talking about a shoulder strain, I uh, got to be cautious with those things and how impactful, what damage is in there, just don't know. So, yeah, getting priced there, too big a price with the White Sox. But to me, White Sox are the best team in that division I still think the White Sox are the best team in the American League and you're going to get a few pitchers you're going to get a few players back there outfield's going to get boosted back up in August you're going to get Robert and Jimenez back sometime yep. in August so you're going to get some depth there some speed again some youth and some fresh legs back onto that team yeah I still think the White Sox are the team to beat in the American League yeah we'll keep an eye on them too weather changing we'll see how the pitchers react to the baseball uh, with a cold baseball out there in Major League Baseball the marathon uh, there, as we like to call it. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, live from Denver, Colorado. And live with us right now, too, is our VSEN senior NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, how are you? I'm out of Newport. Let's stretch this out a little bit out of Newport, California. So we're from all three places around this wonderful country. Boys, huh? That's right. Betting across America. We love that. Um, so from Newport, um, okay, we got the Clippers uh, in Phoenix. Uh, right now catching yeah. five and a half points, uh, JVT 213 uh, uh, is the total. You, you know, looking at that uh, game, previous game four there, um, I was just wondering, okay, 
the Clippers probably got everything that they wanted from a defensive standpoint, but yet they didn't get what they wanted by knocking down shots. I mean, you see them correcting that? Uh, a chance to catch five points, five and a half out here in Vegas uh, for the Clippers. Yeah. I would. I mean, look, and, and the market overreacted in a big way, Pritch. Uh, on, on Saturday night, they reopened, or they opened this game at Suns minus six and a half at some spots. Like, that immediately came back down to five and a half. Look, the Suns are up 3-1 in this series with a negative 0.5 net rating. So that gives you an idea of what this series has been like and, and the opportunities, specifically in games two and games four, that the Clippers have let slip away. And, you know, you mentioned the shooting. It, I mean, it has to correct itself, right? That shooting team in the league went 5-31 of 31 from deep on Saturday. They were 0-12 when they had an opportunity to take the lead. According to the NBA's tracking data, they shot 15.4% on open three-point attempts, which is a defender four to six feet away from you. 27.3% on wide-open attempts, which is a defender six or more feet away from you. And they're generating them at a really high clip. They just were not hitting those shots. So in terms of covering a number like this, yes, they're absolutely able to do so, right? We saw what happened in Game 3, winning that game on right in Los Angeles. Saw Game 2, of course, almost winning that, except for the missed three free throws at the end of that. We saw what they were able to do in Game 4. So if you're thinking that this is a rollover and die spot for the Clippers, then you haven't really watched them. So, yeah, this is perfectly this is a perfectly coverable number for this Los Angeles team. And you would think that just, you know, the law of averages, whatever it is, that they're able to generate open looks at the rate at which they have been, that there's, those are going to start to come down. And I, and I do believe that they'll be able to stay in a number like this tonight. JVT thinking about their shooting percentage. How much of that, not only open shots, open looks, getting the shots that they want, and I think Phoenix was getting some of the shots they want too, especially with Chris Paul coming back and working that that middle of the court free throw line area extended. Uh, neither team could make anything going down, but thinking about the Clippers and their journey to where they stand now, Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals, throughout the playoffs and the grind that it's been. Seven-game series against the Mavs, very intense series, six games against the Utah Jazz, and then no Kawhi Leonard out there to help shoulder the scoring load. How much of that do you attribute also to kind of maybe some playoff fatigue starting to set in on this Los Angeles Clipper team? Yeah, man, like it has to be some, right? I mean, look at the Los Angeles Clippers, 13 playoff games, uh, 13 playoff games in 25 days. Eight of the 12 days they have had to travel. The only conference final was to not get a two-day break before the conference finals. And this is despite the fact that, remember, you know, because I saw a lot of, well, you got to take care of your opponent. They took care of their, their semifinal opponent actually quicker, right, than the Bucks did and the Hawks. So both of those two teams were in both in Game 7 situations, and yet they got two days off going into their conference finals. But because of a television deal, uh, you know, they don't get those two days off. So I would say so. You know, and it's, it goes to, like, the um, – the whole criticism of Paul George as well. You know, Paul George needs to have a better shot selection by far. Absolutely. But Paul George and the minutes that he has had to play throughout this entire postseason have been absolutely incredible, like what he's been able to do and the load that has been on his shoulder from a minute standpoint and the fact that they have not had more than two days off. So I think that's totally it. And just anecdotally, when you watched them the other night, James, you know, you're great with these observations. How many of those shots were front iron shots? And we know that that's an indication of some tired legs. So I think a lot of that has to do with it. So, And, and if it's a big chunk of it, you know, obviously only having one day off and having to travel is still not going to be very helpful for them. But we know that this is a team that finished the regular season first in overall three-point shooting in terms of percentage, and that they do have it in them to shoot the ball better than they did in that last contest. JVT, we're looking at the Suns uh, to win in five minus 225. The Clippers, uh, if they can stretch this out to seven, they're 12 to one. Um, yeah. uh, certainly, but I, I want to ask you this question because uh, Booker seems to have a Beverly issue. I don't know if it's a problem. Uh, you know, he's still getting his at times, um, but yet 
the Clippers, they have an Aiton problem uh, because they don't really have anybody to match up uh, with that guy. And, and, and so I'm wondering if the Clippers can start attacking him in any way uh, to maybe make him uncomfortable, maybe get him in foul trouble. Can you see that happening for the Clippers? You know, I, there could be pressure. I think you know, I've kind of been in the mindset of this series, and despite the fact that they're down three-one, I think they've approached it correctly. Which is like, you know, if I were to ask you in a game plan, who would you rather have beat you, DeAndre Ayton or the dynamic guard that is Devin Booker and or Chris Paul, right? Because I think we'd all pick the like, if, like I would rather have DeAndre Ayton have to beat us every single time mm-hmm. than have some of these dynamic guards go off the way that they potentially can, right? And really disrupt the defensive game plan the way that a Devin Booker or a Chris Paul can. I mean, look what he did in Game One, right? His first double he was insane in the third quarter of that contest so it's a, it's a matter of pick your poison and i feel like the clippers have picked the correct poison it's just delivering on their end because at the end of the day look what you've done with booker overall right we're talking eight of 22 in that last game five of 21 in game three five of 16 in game two you i think what one of three one of seven and oh of five from three-point range in the last three games like they've done a really good job at least containing what devin booker can and you mentioned foul trouble He's been in foul trouble, right? Fouled out the last game. Right. Four fouls in game four, three, four, five fouls in game two. So, like with Aiden, it, it does suck because he has been really incredible in a lot of those spots. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you're picking of the two, I'd rather have a dynamic guard bottled up than let the big guy go nuts. It gives you a better opportunity than the other way around. JVT, let's talk about the total right now. Sitting roughly around 212, 213-ish and continues to come down from where we started in game one to where it's sitting here now in game five. Not only with the fatigue maybe potentially setting in playoff fatigue for the play, for the Clippers, you mentioned a lot of front rim shots, uh, no legs there, but also now pace of play maybe dialed back even more with Chris Paul back in for the last couple games. Yep. How do you see the pace of play playing out now in game five, in particular not only with the legs, and the fatigue potentially, but now Chris Paul back out on the floor. Is this game going to continue to just slow down, slow down more of a half-court set? I mean, it seems like it, right? Like, we're looking at these scores have gotten progressively lower. From game one, that was really back and forth, James. Then you're talking about a 104-103 final, 106-92, and then the, you know, whatever you want to call it on Saturday, which was 84 to 80, the final score. People love 90 basketball, which were drooling all over themselves on Saturday. (laughs) Um, But no, like, it's, so I think when you're talking about this from an adjustment standpoint, like clearly there's the adjustment. You mentioned where it's at now. The opening total of game one was 220. So we've made quite the change here. And like I would tend to go over mainly because like I get the pace is going to be there. Uh, it has slowed down quite a bit. We're talking about 194 possessions per 48 minutes uh, in this series overall. But at the same time, you know, going back to what you were talking about and what we had mentioned already with the shooting, we have a team that can shoot as well as the Clippers and who have not been. What what the danger for you as an underbetter is if they do find their three-point shot here in this game, you're sitting with an extreme in a game that could be pretty highly volatile for you. Like There is still the potential that that game one game type breaks out, right? That 120-114 final. If the Clippers start to play their game, if they're hitting shots, if they're getting out in transition and moving the ball. So I think the the adjustment's been made. Now you as a better have to decide if it's been enough of an adjustment or if it already is too much, then you go over. And I would tend to think that I'm going to go over just because I do feel like over the course of this series, the Clippers have been able to generate the look that they want. It's just the shots haven't been falling. And if that starts to happen and we know the Suns can score as well, then you start to get a higher scoring contest than what we've seen over the last two or three games. James, how about the youngster not appreciating 84-80 to 80 basketball? What's wrong with him? <laughs> nah, I mean, his 80s Chris, were great. Is, is 80s were awesome like? basketball. And yeah. then the New York Knicks got no. involved, in the, and the bad boys started <laughs> knocking everybody out, and now our uh, totals – remember, totals sitting in the low 160s. So mm-hmm. we're, we've definitely progressed oh. since 30 years ago. <laughs> 
It sounds awful. <laughs> I hear you, JVT. I mean, I've evolved myself. I mean, I got bored watching that game, uh, even right. though you might have a wager on it. Absolutely. Uh, 1,000% agree with you. Let's move on to that next series. Uh, Milwaukee uh, and Atlanta, the development, the brown bruise for Trey Young. Uh, JVT, I think a lot of people um, already anticipated the Bucks winning the series. Uh, th- does this news kind of accelerate that for you? I'm um, looking at the Bucks right now in five uh, minus 120. Yeah, you know, you don't like the comment, too, after the game, right? I think I think the phrase he used, Pritch, was it affected his blow-by speed, uh, which is, you know, a really big part of his arsenal. Those pick-and-rolls, especially finding that floater area on the floor, being able to generate that. When he gets a mismatch, Kai's, uh, calls guys off, right, and attacks them one-on-one. So that, that is a really big deal because they're not winning this series if Trey Young is not out there. And even just look at the last two games, right? You know, Trey Young's been out there, but you get absolutely destroyed in game two. And then in game three, everything's going fine in the fourth quarter. He gets a little hampered. And what happens, Chris Middleton goes absolutely insane in that fourth quarter. They post how this in the fourth quarter of that game, a 59.1 net rating in the positive for the Milwaukee Bucks in that fourth quarter yesterday. Like they were really, really good and holding them to just 0.773 points per possession. So, Trey Young needs to be fully healthy if that's going to be the case. And we, even though, even if he is, I should put it that way, we saw what happened in the game, too, when he's out there and when this Bucks team is firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, I think that's an absolutely, he needs to be ready to go and he needs to be fully healthy if they're going to have a chance in this series. Then talking about adjustments now with the Bucks in game, at, looking at the, the number now in game four, Bucks yeah. favored by six and a half, and the total now ticking down right from where it's been and how it's being adjusted at 219 and a half. And that's what's kind of interesting to me. We talk about Trey Young, and we know his scoring capacity and being able to get everybody else involved when he gets into that painted area and that foul line extended. But there's nobody else on this Hawks team that could create shots for themselves or their teammates. Everything is facilitated through Trey Young offensively for the Hawks. And thinking about this total, I just think that's the bigger, that should be the bigger adjustment is sitting at 219 and a half, 220. I don't know how the Hawks are going to generate any offense with, a, in a sense, a hobble Trey Young. I think he'll be out there in game four, but how are they going to be able to score with a hobble Trey Young? I don't know if they can do it, JBT. I, I would completely agree with that, James. I mean, and, and you're right, right? If he's breathing, he's playing. But, like, look at look at the rest. Of, like, just look at the guys who played, right, in this game coming off the bench. Neil Gallinari, Onyeko Kongu, Solomon Hill, and Lou Williams. And none of those guys, three of them are forwards, and Lou Williams is not a point guard, right? So you have zero facilitators outside of Trey Young that have gotten playoff minutes in some of these tight games, you know, and you can go maybe a little bit deeper uh, on the bench, but overall you're, you're, you're trusting minutes to potentially like a Chris Dunn type, I, I guess on this run, like it's just really nothing there from a facilitating a point guard standpoint that is out there for the Atlanta Hawks. If young is either not fully healthy or for some reason he needs to miss time in this game. I know he's been listed as questionable, but I, I think he's going to play. So you're absolutely right because there is still a, a, a solid Milwaukee Bucks defense out there, right? You saw it in the fourth quarter when you're under 0.8 points per possession, and you see the ability that if they want to go small, how dynamic that small ball lineup is for the for the Milwaukee Bucks if Giannis is playing the five. So I would agree with that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see this total come down because if he is indeed hampered in any way whatsoever, and, you, you know, we've seen the two-point adjustment off the open, a 223.5 down to 221, that to me is the right move. From a side perspective, look, there's been a massive adjustment here. I wrote about it this morning, guys, where if you're talking about just the odds makers accounting for two and a half points for home court, remember, like this was a this was a team that was laying what uh, seven and a half, eight in their two games at home. Now, if we're taking this power rating of Milwaukee minus six, you're talking about it laying nearly eleven when you're back at home with this adjustment. So there's been quite the adjustment here on the power rating as well. 
Uh, but this is all revolves around Trey Young, man. Even again, when he was healthy, it was still kind of a beatdown in the in game two and in the fourth quarter of last night, and that's going to be kind of a problem. JBT, I, mean, I know we want to keep watching uh, the NBA playoffs. Uh, we love it. We certainly love to bet on it, too. But uh, one thing I've learned about betting uh, as a casual better, uh, can you look ahead, too? And so uh, because of prices, we're looking ahead to odds to win the NBA finals. Um, I don't know if you thought much about this right now, but here's the prices. Uh, Suns minus 105 to Bucks uh, plus 110. Uh, the Hawks 22 to 1. The Clippers 35 to 1 right now. I mean, so at this point right now, the future board really isn't shouldn't be where you should be looking as a better, right? You have one team with a 3-1 series lead. You have another team that's up 2-1, and you're not getting the value that you really rightfully should be. Like, even, for example, right, you take Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, Milwaukee in a series against Phoenix is not going to be the underdog. The reason why the price is like that is because the Suns currently have a 3-1 series lead in conference finals, and the Bucks only have a 2-1 series lead. So theoretically... You could take that plus price with Milwaukee and be sitting on that when you get to the NBA Finals, a team that is favored right at a plus price. The problem that is factored into that is you have to beat Atlanta. And yes, the Trey, you know, Trey Young is injured, all that stuff. But that's not just winning the NBA Finals. That's beating Atlanta and then getting to the NBA Finals and then beating the Phoenix Suns. You have right. no idea what transpired from here to there. So I've always recommended at this point. You know, I know it sounds boring, but there's really not a lot in, in a futures market at this point, especially when you're down to your final four and two of those final four have a commanding series lead. There's one of them have a really commanding series lead at this point. JVT, let's let's just project out though and have a little fun with best matchups. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the matchup, if Trey Young, obviously Trey Young is banged up, and it's unfortunate. So many teams have suffered star players the the attrition of injuries throughout the NBA playoffs, and unfortunate situation for Trey. But Bucks move on between the Clippers and or the Suns. From a Bucks perspective, which is a better matchup, especially on the uh, for their defense going against either the Clippers or the Suns' offense? Which one do they match up better with? So I, I tend to think they they would rather have Phoenix James, mainly because of the way that the Clippers can shoot the ball. Right, you know this is still a Bucks team that finished 29th in the regular season and opponent three point shooting. This is still a Clippers team that, you know, we've seen them at their peak, right? Dribble penetration, drive and kick to open shooters, moving the ball around, finding that final pass and open shot. That's going to be, I think, a problem. Even without Kawhi Leonard, that might be a small problem for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I tend to think that, that they'd rather see the Phoenix Suns. But even then, right, you, you know, these are the final four teams. They're very good teams. Against Phoenix, Chris Paul is going to eat that soft mid-range of the floor for lunch, right? You know, we see Trey Young do with that floater. Chris Paul is going to be able to do it. Devin Booker is going to be able to do it on those drop coverage on pick and rolls. And, and that's where it gets really interesting. So I, I think they would rather see Phoenix, mainly because you're talking about a team that thrives in a mid-range area of the floor and with their big and a slow-paced game, as opposed to a team in the Clippers who want to get up and down a little bit more, want to move the ball around and shoot three, something that you've had an issue with throughout the entire regular season. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA expert. As always, JVT, that was awesome. Thanks a lot for your time. Always appreciate you having me, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great day. Uh, when we continue the program, we're going to get to player props uh, on the game on matchup uh, Clippers Suns a little bit later. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to go over to Major League Baseball schedule. A couple games maybe caught our, our attention here. Uh, we're going to get to those coming up next.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Get more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host out there in Denver, Colorado, is James Salinas. And speaking of out there, James, you mentioned uh, the Rockies uh, on the schedule. I believe they have a winning record at home. Uh, they're facing the Pirates, who I don't think they have a winning record anywhere. Um, the <laughs> Rockies are uh, minus 116. 11 and a half uh, is the total in this game. The Rockies are absolutely, I, I can't even equate it to night and day of these old cliches. <laughs> Call it 180 degrees, whatever you want, Bridge. It's, it's, they're awful on the road. Six and 31 on the road. But when they get back to the confines of the party that is Coors Field, 25 and 16 at home when they're there. And today is going to be opening day 2.0. Okay. This is going to be the first day in Coors Field where it is 100% capacity of fans. And they are just throwing, they're giving tickets away. And if I didn't have to coach baseball tonight, I would be there too. It's going to start here soon. And they were giving tickets away for $6.28. So hence 6.28, it is opening day 2.0 for the Colorado Rockies. 
Rockies. And, and so it's going to be a packed house there. And it's going to feel there's going to be a lot of excitement. There's just from the fact that you are at full capacity, you're going to talk 40,000 plus in the stands. That's probably more fans that the Rockies and or the, the Pirates have seen collectively all season long that have wanted to go attend their games anywhere they've been playing. So, And also, then you look at the pitching matters. So so I'm going with the Rockies here. I laid a dollar and a quarter. It's not just the fact that there's going to be – it's going to be back to normal in a sense with fans in the stands and full capacity of fans in Coors Field. But but also looking at the pitching matchup too, it, it, this, it is the young kid. It's, it's Freeland. He's the local kid. Not that he's been pitching very well, and he was on the I.L. for quite a while. Um, uh, there the, I, I don't want to say this too. I, I don't want to get too personal here, but he's mm-hmm. somebody that I've been working with on some other things here. And okay. so I'm rooting for him in this sense. And, and in here, I'm going to back them, but I'm more so I'm going to go against Tyler Anderson and that Pirates team. You're right. The Pirates don't win anywhere, whether it's in <laughs> Pittsburgh or on the road, they're 13 and 26 on the road, but it's, it's really, it's against Tyler Anderson who used to be a former Rocky. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's glad to be out of Coors Field. Never really pitched here, but pitched very well here, but he has not been pitching well lately. And again, is this another one of those, uh, the whole the whole tacky substance piece where spin rates are down and he started off the season pretty well in April and sometimes the weather's a factor with that too but we've seen some major regression with him not not only for the month of June 14 earned runs and 24 innings pitched just I mean he's just getting tagged all over the yard and I think that's what we're going to see here different team with the Rockies at home with full capacity going against former Colorado Rocky Tyler Anderson. He's used to pitching here, never pitched very well here. Just a tough matchup. It was a small yeah. price to pay. It's sitting at a dollar twenty. Uh, I'm about the Rockies. Yeah, have fun with that one because I mean it's going to be festive and exciting. You know how that ballpark gets when it when it's at capacity. Uh, Eleven and a half total. I was wondering how high totals would get uh, this year for the Colorado Rockies at home. Well, and the humidor is one, and then it's it's not very. The weather is not too hot here. Usually, okay. when it gets hot, the air gets drier and then thinner here. Ball tends to carry more. It is not super hot. It's, we've had a ton of rain over the last weekend, so it's a little bit humid. So the air is a little heavy. So I'm not, I'm staying away from the total, just knowing that not only with the the weather here, it's and do you want to bet on Pittsburgh to be able to hit the baseball today? I don't want to bet on baseball. I don't want to bet on Pittsburgh yeah. to do their part with the total here. I'm just going to stick with the Rockies laying the dollar. Intriguing matchup, the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers at home, what a chance to kind of close or gain some ground, if you will, uh, on San Francisco. Uh, The Dodgers minus 165, eights the total, James. Going with the dog here with the Giants plus okay. 150. I even saw some 155s in that spot. I got the 150, uh, so not quite the best number, but to me, just too big of a number to pass up here with the Giants. This is, I, I've, I've been watching this Giants team. I don't think anybody expected the Giants to be sitting here at first place first team to 50. I mean, they've got the best record in baseball. This team just competes each and every each and every game, not only each and every game, each and every inning. I watched that game on Saturday night, late night game against the A's, and I love the way they grind out at bats. There's a great leadership in that clubhouse. You're talking about a few holdovers from World Series pass with Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, etc. But here, thinking about more sicky substance, Trevor Bauer takes the hill here since the talk. Think about his last few starts. He has gotten hammered his last few starts. Nine home runs, 18 walks in his last six starts. Going with Descalfini, who's resurrected himself from April through May, now having a great June. 
I'll take the plus 150. I'll take the road team here with the Giants going against Bauer with no sticky stuff in his foot. All right. Look forward to that game. I'm going to keep my eye on that one as well as the basketball. So, so much to keep an eye on tonight. Uh, in a matter of minutes, too, the day baseball out there in Colorado. Come up next on the program, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content. He's in studio. He's next. Summer is the perfect time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs, all with the VSIN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cashing tickets is what it's all about and it's not under till it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com/slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, is out there in Denver, Colorado. Right now in studio with us is our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you? Doing well, well, guys. Just was uh, hosting the parents over the weekend. Did some tourist things, which is uh, always interesting in Vegas. Neon Museum we talked about. Amazing. i got to recommend the Neon Museum for everyone. Uh, just uh, a great weekend. They're going to L.A. now. Okay. See them later in the week. And also, you're going to have to keep me on point during this segment because we got the uh, Minneapolis Miracle over there playing on, <laughs> you know, repeat from 2017. So, one, you know, there aren't a lot of joyous moments as a mm-hmm. Vikings fan. That was, that was certainly one of them. That one so, I'm going to stay attention. focused. Yeah. My that, eye might drift a little bit. There's not a lot that can capture attention as a Vikings fan, but that's, that's what exactly <laughs> okay. right. Okay. Okay. Well, how about, because I was keeping an eye on Euro 2020. Um, and, and so to me, I, James, I don't know if you bet soccer or as a casual better. I have not yet. Uh, but yet I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are, but there's a lot of acting going on in soccer. I mean, I, I wouldn't know where to start uh, to start betting in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this was, and again, the game that's currently going on, Switzerland was up one nothing. France now is up 3-1. to one. They just scored three goals in mm-hmm. about, I don't know, 10 minutes. I think the biggest thing to understand is there's a reason soccer is the most bet sport worldwide. Right. And it's because of the prevalence of in-game wagering. Okay. And so, again, you saw it earlier today where Spain had a, just the worst goal you're going to see an own goal. The goalkeeper basically let it in on a back pass. They were down one nothing. They end up going up three to one. Croatia was actually, and again, soccer betting's a little different. So you have injury time. There's there's a couple different markets, but basically the draw was about three to one before the game. It was 66 to one at that point in the 76th minute. Croatia scores two goals, so it's three three at the end of injury time. So the draw cashes at 66 to one. It was three to one pre-match at DraftKings. There's about 10 percent of the bets there on it, so not a ton. But it's just soccer is interesting because kind of like the stock market, you can get a portfolio of bets, right? Okay. If you really think Spain's the better team, you have a certain price pre-match, and then they're down one nothing. All of a sudden, you have a much better price you can get on them if you still think they're going to win the game. So just a different way of betting. We've seen that in the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. Right. 
a game of runs, so many teams getting up or down, depending on which team you like, you can have a better price on them. So, again, soccer is a very different betting market. It's one to probably dabble in before you start throwing big amounts of money in there. But there's a reason it's the most bet sport, and it will continue to be. And the Euros is kind of a great example, especially on the West Coast here, 9 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m. I've been loving it. Rich, to answer your question, I don't bet soccer. I've tried. I try. Yeah. I've, you know, in my other life here in Denver, I have a lot of staff that are soccer nuts, and and one used to play for the for the Rapids here, the local team. Mm-hmm. And I, I've tried. I've gone out with them. I just can't get there. I like. I just like a little more physicality in my sports. So when it comes to betting soccer, I, I'm not going to go that route. But let's talk about a game where you can't. There's not a lot of acting going on when we're talking about the NHL. We got the Stanley Cup championship, the finals coming up tonight and yeah this is a game where you can actually put a body on somebody and play with some physicality and like that kind of action ben where are we going tonight where are the action coming not only for game one between tampa bay and the montreal canadians but also for the series what have you seen as the series price has been fluctuating over the last couple days yeah, man, we're getting a lot of shots at soccer players here. I mean, I know Pritch is a football player. We've played soccer growing up, but a little uh, a little different. Yeah, we've, we've seen uh, game one, I think the majority of the money on the Montreal Canadiens. Just on the money line here, people grabbing kind of the underdog. Uh, 44% of the bets, 53% of the handle at BetMGM on the Canadiens on the money line. And then we've seen people grabbing the puck line for lightning. So, again, I think figuring that again kind of like football where you'll grab the you know potentially the uh favorite or the underdog Mm -hmm. with the points in this case you're going to grab the lightning minus one and a half goals we've seen 73 percent of the bets 70 percent of the lightning on the puck line at bet mgm and really for sports books they're in great position on the futures market no matter what they have a little more liability on this series in particular with the canadians but you really saw, uh, I believe, the Lightning, the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights. They opened as 7-1 to co-favorites at Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Obviously, the way that it worked out where Colorado and Vegas were playing each other, one of them was going to be knocked out before the conference finals, and then the other one was knocked out before the Stanley Cup finals. So that's pretty much a perfect scenario for sports books. Again, I think they would rather have the Lightning win. In this case, they're going to be some longer odds, some potential tickets on the Canadians, but they can't complain too much in good shape either way. Absolutely. Uh, I would imagine uh, in good shape. How about the Suns and the Clippers uh, coming up on game six? I I wouldn't suspect that the Clippers would be a public team, uh, even though it's an L.A. team. But yet, how about the Suns? Are they turning into that public favorite? Yeah, I think we've seen, again, uh, the majority. Interesting here, 61% of the bets, both at DraftKings and BetMGM, on the Suns, mm-hmm. minus 5, minus 5.5 there. Uh, 67% of the money at BetMGM on the Suns, 76% at DraftKings. So we've seen the majority of the money so far on the Suns. One thing to remember, again, the Clippers, right, they were down 0-2 in the first round against the Mavs. They won that series. They were down 0-2 against the Jazz. They won that series. Obviously, with Kawhi Leonard, he probably is potentially coming back. We're not sure. Very different team without him. But they have been, you know, they have struggled. Certainly, they've overcome adversity before in the playoffs. Uh, And something to consider, three of the four games going under right now that have gone under that series. Total around 213, including, as you guys said, a game that might have set basketball uh, offense back a decade or so in the uh, (laughs) 84-80 to win. Ben, well, we always like talk football here, and we're just a couple months away from the NFL season getting started. Where are we at in the Super Bowl future market for the NFL? 
Yeah, so no surprise here. Just checked in with uh, DraftKings to kind of see the majority of uh, bets and handle on teams. It's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be the Bucks. No, no real surprise there. I thought it was interesting that the Los Angeles Rams were fairly high as well. They're currently uh, fourth. The Bills, number three, 5% uh, of the bets, 6% of the handle on the Rams, currently at 13-1. to 1. And then uh, James's Denver Broncos, fifth there. Again, I think some of that a projection, maybe Aaron Rodgers, is he going there? I think people taking longer numbers when the Broncos were 50 to 60 to 1. That's been cut in half. It's really more kind of 25 to 30 to 1. Again, they have a good team around maybe Drew Locke or somebody else. <laughs> if they have that team with Aaron Rodgers, certainly you feel like 25 to 1 is a great value. I think that's why we're seeing the bets on them so far. Absolutely. Uh, ben Fox, VP of Digital Content. You're going to take a break. I know you said uh, you're running around Vegas with your family. Little break. Yeah, okay. little nap this afternoon. Tiny right. one. <laughs> Thanks again for coming in studio. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, come up next on the program, we're going to get to player props uh, in tonight's game, NBA uh, leans and picks, as well as a news item uh, that we think uh, you're going to be interested in. That's coming in, up next right here on V Send the Sports Betting Network. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Bet 
without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. It's a VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan Dissociated Persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, uh, a news item that I think is very, very interesting here. Uh, in a column published uh, today, the Athletics' uh, John Hollinger uh, reported there is widespread speculation or expectation uh, that the Warriors will use number seven and Wiseman in particular to seek um, a more immediate upgrades to the roster. Uh, so we know that Ben Simmons is uncomfortable uh, somewhere in Philly right now. So what do you think about uh, that happening, uh, potential of that happening? For Ben Simmons to go to Golden State? I don't know how Ben Simmons fits into Golden State and the way that they play offense. They like to space the floor and space the floor with guys that can shoot the basketball. Pritch, is it, are we looking now all of a sudden Ben Simmons is going to resurrect his shooting touch and it's going to be found there in Golden State? I don't see how he fits into the, the way that the, the style of offense that they play. Right. If they get Clay Thompson back there, where, where is he going to ball? We're going to have somebody that can defend on the ball and we'll have a long you know perimeter defender, mm-hmm. those kind of – this is a team that wants to score. This is a team that wants to space the floor and shoot the basketball. And and the, the offense is going to run through Steph Curry. So even though Ben Simmons is, in a sense, a, you know, a, a 6'10 point guard with the – lack of his shooting prowess and now no confidence to even shoot the basketball I don't know Pritch I just I can't yeah. see that being the fit that they will want to bring a guy like Ben Simmons into the fold with the way that they structure their offense yeah you know what number seven in package with Wiseman I mean for immediate upgrades I'm like I'm trying to think okay who who could that be I mean Porzingis I mean uh, what, what do we what do we look I mean we could look around the league here I'm just speculating uh, certainly but obviously Golden State wants to do something uh, ASAP when, when it comes to Wiseman, a guy that they just drafted, uh, as well as number seven. Must be well, and what is number seven really worth? I mean, we <laughs> think about the NFL draft and how deep drafts are, not just how coveted first round picks are. I mean, that seems like when we talk about depth of the NBA draft, it goes maybe three to five players deep, and that's probably where we're at here. Yeah. I just don't know even how valuable. The pick number seven is overall. This isn't like the NFL draft value. You know the the price commodity would how much you're going to get in return for a number seven pick in the NFL. It's nothing comparable to the NBA. I just don't even know what that looks like as far as teams saying, "Well, we got to have that number seven pick and can't wait to get some project down the road that we can pick up here to to put on our roster." I don't know how enticing that is. It's more so interesting that it's about Wiseman. I know Wiseman's part of the talk, Mm -hmm. and forget the number seven pick that Wiseman. He's been there one year, and yeah, didn't well, was banged up towards. He didn't finish out the season with his injury, but uh, I wonder if it was the 
just didn't want it when it, we and that was some of the concern with Wiseman going and being to a team. All right, kid, this team with the veterans and the championship medal that's there and the culture that's there with the Golden State Warriors, the expectations that are there when it comes to this is what it looks like to be a professional. Wiseman, a very young fella, uh, maybe it's more so that this this is just not the fit. He's not going to fit. He's not assimilating into the championship culture of what we expect as professionalism on this ball club. And you know, I mean, there's some talent there. He's not going to shoot the basketball that's not what they drafted him for uh it's more so there i think pritch that's kind of interesting in the fact that is this the case that they're ready to give up on weissman and then really what is wise what is his value coming in think about how the league is structured mm-hmm. think about the game is played now it's five out offense <laughs> that's you need right your fives to stretch and shoot the shoot the ball not that they have to handle it great but they have to have some shooting acumen and and that is definitely not Wiseman's ability right now. So, yeah, not a fit there. And for the Warriors, I'm just not sure where else he would be a fit and how enticing some other team would want to give up any capital for somebody like James Wiseman. You know, I'm just trying to think of the statement, immediate upgrades to the roster, too. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> who's going to do that or provide that uh, from the uh, around the NBA? So just keep an eye on that. Uh, interesting uh, development uh, with Wiseman, though, a guy that they just drafted. Uh, getting back to the game uh, uh, tonight, James, the Clippers and his son, uh, still showing um, the Suns minus five and a half, two twelve and a half to total uh, player props. Whoo! Points, rebounds, and assists for Paul George forty four and a half uh, points at twenty nine and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists, five and a half, two and a half three pointers as well. I'm going to go back against him again. I, not okay. the the points, rebounds, and assists, but he was the same number as was in game four, 29 and a half, and I bet that under. And yeah, he got he got a lot of free throw attempts. Is really where he mm-hmm. scored the ball in the fourth, as particularly in the fourth quarter. 12 out of 18 didn't shoot the ball very well. Obviously, there 12 out of 18 was that quick math, 66 percent did not shoot the free throws very well. I think so much of that is his the fatigue. We talked about it with JVT and just thinking this is. Gr- they, from where they started, seven-game series against the Jazz, and six-game series or seven six-game series against Jazz. Prior to that, the seven-game series against the Mavericks, and now you're stretched out here. Another game five in this sense on the road, more travel involved. No Kawhi Leonard there to to allow Paul George to take a possession off here or there on either side of the floor because Kawhi is such a not only a, a great scorer when they need a basket, he's the go-to man for sure when he was healthy, uh, but also a great defender and now Paul George is having to shoulder more of the load on both ends of the floor he's averaging roughly 42 minutes per game throughout the 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 duration of the playoffs I just think he's the legs are not there then legs aren't there. Not only does it impact his uh, shoot, his shooting ability, we talked about the a lot of front rim shots. He was mm-hmm. one of nine from three. But also then fatigue when it sets in. It also, your judgment, you start to shoot further and further away from the basket. You start to settle. And I think that's what we're seeing out of Paul George. So I will be uh, betting against human achievement again, just like I did in game four with so many props. Uh, I, I'm going to go the same route here with Paul George under the 29 and a half. I just think the playoff fatigue and and the amount of minutes that he's had to play and intense minutes he's had to play with, especially without Kawhi Leonard, the last, what, six, seven games here. Too much to ask. I don't think he gets there. I I, I think the Clippers get run tonight as well. Okay, yeah. You know what? I was looking at, man, I mean, he's been a spark at times. Uh, certainly he's 11 and a half points 
Um, rebounds uh, four and a half as well. And also looking at an opportunity for Beverly as he's on the floor for 34 minutes a game. I mean, uh, he's not going to be out there to score. Uh, his prop sitting at seven and a half points, uh, three-pointers one and a half as well. But uh, you never know about these situations, though. The Clippers uh, feeling desperate uh, tonight's game. How about Booker on the other side, 26 and a half points uh, for his player prop, James? Yeah, I think with Booker now, he shed the face mask and, you know, he had the bro, he basically busted his face and had to have a number of shots prior to game three to reset his nose and tough situation for him. Then having to wear the face mask and not comfortable for one, sweating through that there and, and limit your peripheral vision as well. And then you're, he's been wearing Patrick Beverly the last few games and that's also a stout defender that he's having to deal with uh, I, I did I bet against Booker in the game four I'm not going to bet against him here now that he's got rid of the mask and a few more days to heal up as some of that swelling goes down think about breathing and the, your breathing cavity is shot when you've got a broken nose but also having Chris Paul back to I think helps a uh, Booker not have to exert so much energy offensively like he did in games one and two. But I'm going to stay away from that Booker prop. I just feel like coming back home, you know, the basket looks a little bit bigger anytime you're at home. And I think that Phoenix Suns crowd is really going to push this Suns team. It's going to be a raucous crowd there. And and plenty, we talked about desperation for the Clippers. I think there's going to be not so much desperation, but opportunity here for the Suns that they're not going to let slip away. And in particular, it's Chris Paul. I bet Chris Paul got extremely fortunate in that game. Four. It's sitting here at 17 and a half, just like it was for game four. And I kind of gave up on that ticket. All the other ones were cashing in. I gave up on that one. That was the only player prop that I bet over the total when it came to points scored was Chris Paul. Just feeling I liked what I saw in game three for him. And couple that, I liked what I saw in game four for him, where he was getting his shots, where he was getting his spots on the floor. We know he wants to get to that free throw line extended area. Terrific when it comes to being able to shoot the shoot that mid-range shot. He got plenty of those looks the looks were there obviously the rust from being out away from basketball activities for a week and a half was was part of it but the looks were there the open shots were there I think those shots go down tonight I think he knows this is his opportunity here you don't want to let this slip pass and, and extend this series I have to go back on the road for game six Chris Ball never get into the finals I think that Suns team is playing for him he's the leader of that team and he's going to not only facilitate the offense he's going to be looked to score as well 17 and a half points that's my overprop here and for the Phoenix Suns side Chris Paul to hit that target and go over 17 and a half points. All right, I like it. Um, I was able to cash a ticket on eight and uh, I think 17 and a half points uh, might be too much. I'm not going to chase that. Uh, but I am looking at Crowder though uh, over two and a half three pointers. Uh, kind of like what you mentioned with Chris Paul. Crowder uh, a guy who was in the finals uh, just a few months ago. I mean uh, you talk about somebody's presence on the court looking to step up as well. Maybe he's energized by that crowd so I'm looking to go over to two and a half uh, three pointers from him. And coming back home, I think it's just Crowder. How many touches is he going to get? That's my bigger concern okay. with him. Yeah, he's you know he's going to shoot. Majority of his shots are going to come from the outside. He's not going to put it on the deck and try to beat anybody to the cup. He's going to have to rely on Booker and Chris Paul to get extra touches out on the perimeter. Uh, I just feel like it's going to be the Devin Booker and Chris Paul show offensively. They're both going to be incredibly aggressive and get to that mid-range game. And in this case here for Booker, look to, um, look to score more 
more and shoot more than what he has so far since he broke his nose. Uh, I think he's got the ability. You talked about credit, ability to knock it down, but I think I'll stay away from that one. I'll just go with the Chris Paul over the under for for uh, we're going to go under for the Clippers, right? right. We're talking about uh, George. Uh, George, <laughs> and then I'm taking the Suns. I'm laying the five with the Suns. Chris Paul gets the final. That crowd tonight, they're going to run the they're going to run the Clippers out of the gym. I'll lay the five with the Suns. I'm fired up for this game. I'm fired up for a lot of games, James. Uh, great job today. Uh, we'll see you back uh, on the program a little bit later on this week. Absolutely. Take care. Have fun tonight. Good luck with your bets, Pritch. Absolutely. Good luck to you. My guys in the desert, come up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.